thank you so much for release. Every time I hear it, it's like I have a Zen ear, beginning's ear, a beginning person's student's ear, poised for that beautiful music. And it's interesting that I say that again today of all times because we're going to be speaking about music and sound for healing. That's the subject of today's show is for those of you who see the weekly newsletter, A Better World newsletter, know. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to be speaking with the internationally renowned musician, sound healer, and author, Jonathan Goldman. Jonathan has been on the show before, but a little history has shown and a little studying of the archive. It goes back to 2010, so it's been surely high time for him to be back. Jonathan is an authority on sound healing and a pioneer in the field of harmonics. He has worked with masters of sound from both the scientific and the spiritual traditions and has been empowered by the chant master of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. He's the author of Healing Sounds, Shifting Frequencies, The Lost Chord, and the best-selling The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing. Chakra Frequencies, he co-authored with his wife, Andy, and his latest, The Divine Name, winner of the 2011 Visionary Award for Best Alternative Health Book. Actually, after that, that isn't the latest. The latest is going to be the main subject of today's show, which is The Humming Effect. And we'll get to that in just a moment, because another very interesting uh, part of of Jonathan's biography is that in the spring of 2011, Jonathan was named as one of Watkins Review's, quote, 100 most spiritually influential people on the planet, which is quite an extraordinary comment. And then in 2011, he was also inducted into the Massage Therapy Hall of Fame. He massages also with sound, and we'll be learning more about that shortly. He presents Healing Sounds lectures, workshops, and seminars across the world and lives with his lovely wife, Andy, in Boulder, Colorado. So it's with great pleasure that I have Jonathan on with me today so you can learn more about this phenomenon called sound healing. A lot of people know a lot about it. Many people know very little about it. But the fact is that historically, the indigenous people and traditions from the times of our all being rather closer to the earth have been using sound in multiple different ways for creating healing, wholeness, pleasure, beauty, and the basis of dance and a number of the different arts. So it's really something that needs to be beheld and appreciated from the depth of the sacred origin that it has. So there's no one better to explore that subject than with Jonathan. So welcome back to A Better World, Jonathan. Great to have you. Oh, Mitchell, it is fabulous to be here. And I want to say hello to everyone who is listening or will be listening because the vibrations of sound go out and they encode themselves into the universe forever. Wow. Ah, I love it. And (laughs) along that same line, all you listening should know that the words and the intonations and the tenor, if you will, of Jonathan's and my voice is in fact part of the healing itself. 
healing isn't just about hitting Tibetan gongs, although that's a beautiful thing, but it's also the voice itself, right, Jonathan, is one of the most healing tools that we have at our disposal. Mitchell, from my perspective, it is the most uh, powerful and simplest tool that we can use to really rearrange our vibrational structure. Wow. Mm, I like that. I like that. Say more about that. Say more. Why don't you first, if you would, let's take a step back, Jonathan, and take a look at what is this phenomenon you refer to being absolutely in the center of it, the nexus of this thing we call sound healing? <laughs> That's a, that, that, uh, I, it just How's that for a little question? <laughs> no, it's a fabulous title for a song. What is this thing called sound healing? <laughs> yeah. And you know, what is I'm, this oh, thing oh, oh, called love? Right. Right. You know. <laughs> okay. So uh, the basic bottom yeah. line, uh, I guess there are a couple of ways of looking at it, but you know, we can perceive of it as the ancient mystics and now our modern quantum physicists are telling us that everything is in a state of vibration from the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to planets and distant galaxies moving around their suns they're all in vibration and if they're in vibration conceptually they're making a sound they say for example in the beginning was the word this if you like initial vibratory it's turning out to be a hum, but if we perceive of, if you like, our, our body as being, if you like, this extraordinary, every part of our body, every organ, every bone, every tissue, every part of our body, every system is in a state of vibration. And when we are in a state of health, we say we're in sound health. And we're like this overall orchestra. Oh, is that nice? Is yeah. that, I never put that together. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're like it. this overall yeah. or- orchestra that's playing, you know, the symphony of the self. But what happens if the second violin player loses their sheet music? They play out of tune, out of harmony pretty soon. Not only uh, is the uh, string player playing off, but the string section is playing off. And actually, then the entire orchestra really begins to sound funky. And this is very much akin to if a part of our body begins to vibrate to uh, an incorrect frequency. It's vibrating out of tune, out of harmony. It's vibrating out of ease. We say it's diseased. And the very simple idea. In fact, of the whole <laughs> string section ends up with a stomachache. Ah, so the, very, the, the, the simple idea <laughs> is that you know, with sound healing, it's giving the string player back the sheet music, and yeah. causing that part of the body which is vibrating out of uh, ease and out of harmony to go back into its normal, healthy, resonant frequency. That's and, beautiful. Uh, Wow. It's what a way of looking at it. It's like the universe is uh, an orchestration. And I'd love to hear what you would have to say about us individually and collectively being the conductors. Well, I mean, it's so interesting because I believe that each of us has our own resonant frequency. And this, I think, is so very, very important because, you know, mm-hmm. oh, Mitchell, I've been in this field for getting on 40 years now kind of scary but that's okay and that's crazy and because you're only 39 
I know. This is, you know, it's a really an interesting phenomenon in terms of, uh, you know, time and space being really constructs of the uh, lower consciousness. And here we are, two higher consciousness beings still in our teens. How amazing. Yes. But, I love it. But anyway, right. But Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the fact is that, as you say, we understand honestly through physics quantum physics especially, but even classical, that everything is vibration. And as a result, that means, just like you said, sound health. You know, the, the items that we have inside our anatomy are called organs. Isn't that interesting, too? Oh, no, no. I, 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 I never put that one together. Okay. So oh, my is, God. Uh, I'm honored to share it with you. I really, use that joke all the time. Use that, <laughs> I may use that this weekend. I may use that this weekend. Oh, uh, I, I would know, be honored you know, and pleased. <laughs> Just and give I, credit uh, where it's due. I, that's I, all. I, I, I will, although, you know, by gosh, by gosh. Okay, so. Uh, what I think is so really funny, important right? is that you know, right? Yeah. E- you know, each of us is our own little independent orchestra, and I think it's really important, from my perspective, to realize that we are all unique vibratory beings, and what works for one person will not necessarily work for the other person or the next person. And usually, when I begin a workshop, I will ask, "Okay, uh, is there anybody here who is allergic to penicillin?" And usually anywhere from 5 to 20% of the people will raise their hand. I said, okay, if you perceive penicillin as being part of this universe, it is a waveform. It is a vibration. It is a vibration that will heal 80% of you, maybe even 90, 95% of you. But 5 to 20% of you, it will be toxic. And I mm-hmm. think this is an incredible metaphor for everything that exists. I personally have never found that magic bullet that works for everyone. everyone, you know, it's you know, you know, we're all a little bit different, and uh, so sure. it's really important for us to really honor that. So that if somebody says, you know, use this, do this, do this, do that, or you know, listen to this sound, or listen to this music, it'll do, th- and and, you, and nothing happens. I don't personally yes. uh, get offended. I just go, okay, this is not resonant with your own uh, frequency, and I honor yeah, that frequency. Sure. You know, so, in other words, what we have, Jonathan, what you're what you're implying, if I may reframe, rephrase a bit, because that's what I'm always doing, uh, <laughs> is um, <laughs> I think that God gave me that skill set, you know, um, is that we're bio-individual. In fact, we're actually psycho-bio-individual, that even though there are so many, right, fundamental characteristics of the human being that we share, that's our biology, still within that set are we as psychobiological subsets and unique snowflakes, if you will, in the larger snow, you know, snowfall. And uh, so you respect that when you work with people in your workshops and individually as you have for so long. But how do you decide what medicine, what frequency an individual needs? How do you, is there a way that you determine that? Uh, Mitchell, first I have to say that you talked about psychobio, and I wrote down psychobioacoustic. I just had to. It's okay. Oh, or, yeah. And then how about psychobiosonics? Ooh, okay. That's right. Uh, so, uh, oh, some, boy. Uh, yeah, right. 
So how do new we books, determine? New books. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like it. Um, so how yeah. do we determine uh, what, uh, you know, and as I said, if we can get some, create something that works for 80% of an audience, uh, we're doing basically really good. If we get 95%, really that, that, that's, you know, beyond phenomenal, and that, that, that's almost non-existent. That does happen sometimes. Uh, sure. But, you know, I... I like to believe that, um, you know, I've had a lot of award-winning albums, and um, I've got a whole lot of really wonderful feedback from people who relate these incredible stories to me about how they had a condition, they listened to a piece of music, and the condition, you know, disappeared and they say and you know you healed me and I, I i just say well listen i am really really grateful that this music had this effect on you but i don't take any credit for it and i just think you happen to have been really resonant with it now mm-hmm. obviously you know, we were talking about before mm-hmm. that you know our intention yes. and the sound that we make you know i have this formula which is frequency plus and 10 equals healing so my intention when i'm doing these uh yes. recordings is always to have various types of uh, healing effects but you know you you can't tell and uh you just have to honor uh you have to honor yourself. So I always say to people, you know, if you're listening to something and it doesn't make you feel good, stop listening to it. It's like, for example, if you, yeah. if you, were, uh, if you went to a doctor and uh, they gave you some sort of uh, prescriptive medicine and you became sick from it, any doctor worth his um, weight so. in medicine would, uh, you mm-hmm. know, basically tell, you know, prescribe something else for you or give you something else or if you were eating a food and you became sick from the food you know don't eat it now i'm not talking about the first time you yeah. try like uh you know caviar or whatnot oh, this tastes weird and then you oh but this is really good that that's different and then than you can acquire a, a taste for it right but, but rather than but yeah. if you get violently ill from something or something really doesn't make you feel good it's like ah oh, I'm, I'm just gonna sh- give you a really quick short story that happened Ah, some years ago, uh, and um, it was a friend of mine who called me from England, and she had gone to see a therapist who said that she was missing a particular frequency and that she needed to listen to this frequency, and she basically put her in a room with the speakers and the, the frequency and coded her for an hour, and she became really seriously ill for about a week, and she was able to... Um, use one of my recordings to put herself back into resonance. And I said, hey, that's really great. She said, well, I have an appointment to see this woman next week. Uh, What should I do? I said, don't go. Well, she went, and the same thing happened. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the music that I uh, was able to, you know, shift and change her didn't this time work. And it took, you know, about a, a month before she was able to come around. So once again, I'd just like to suggest that we all... Honor ourselves. Beautiful. I, I think it's so important. It's so important. In other words, what might be medicine to one is poison to another. It's just. I really believe uh, this. We have to honor that. Yeah, we have to honor that. So I would love to. I, I appreciate all that you're sharing with us, Jonathan. I'd love to. You've done so much good work in the field, and what we're talking about, folks. Just so you know, is. Healing, first of all, takes place, and it should be said, on so many levels. 
Healing right. comes from the ancient Greek word that means to make whole. And that's what it is, as though we have been somewhat fragmented or fractured, both psychologically and somatically. And when systems are not working holistically. And so music and sound can help to reconnect the frequencies, as Jonathan is putting it so well, uh, to create a beautiful, inner, symmetrical, harmonious orchestra. So with that said, Jonathan, and understanding the many levels of healing, emotional, psychological, physical, spiritual, all which happen with sound and through sound, I should say, and vibration, you came up with your last book called The Humming Effect. And I think that that's so beautiful because everyone, as you say in the book, can hum. They may not be able to sing so beautifully like a bird, but everyone can hum. Even if people lost speech, even if they have had a stroke, even if people are speech impaired in one way, they can still hum. Could you tell us about what you have seen as the healing effect and the benefits that have accrued to people who have engaged your methods? Well, Mitchell, this is, if you like, so interesting because, uh, you know, between my wife and myself, uh, uh, we've been in this field for a, a long time. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 40 years, and I the, said that you're 39, so yeah. <laughs> right, you know, uh, and one of the, perhaps the greatest difficulty that I have uh, perceived of is the fact that when I talk about sound healing, most people perceive of sound as being music, and therefore they need to be either a trained musician or a trained vocalist in order mm-hmm. to utilize the power of sound for healing. And just really uh, quickly, there are two ways that sound uh, works to shift and changes. One is called psychoacoustics. That's when the sound goes into our brain. Goes goes into our ears, into our brain, and affects our heartbeat, our respiration, our brain waves. And the other is called vibroacoustics, and that's when the sound goes directly into our body, into us on a cellular level, mm-hmm. affecting us down to our DNA. Okay, so yeah, I mean, and the bottom line is that you know this is really powerful stuff and really important stuff, and yet there are so many people who go, well, I can't do this because I'm not a trained musician. So my wife and I. You know, one day we're going, gee, you know, what? what is a sound that everybody can make that they won't judge themselves on, whether they're pitchy or in tune or out of tune or doing it good or bad? And we said, hmm, and we said, the hum. And that. And so we began then to research, and it, was, it actually took us about three years to write this book, and it's the first book that has been ever written on the subject of humming, and um, it's gotten great response. Uh, Bruce Lipton, the author of uh, The Biology of Belief, for example, wrote, this is a powerful non-pharmaceutical prescription for self-healing that has only positive side effects, such as harmony, health, and happiness. But the, you know, know, most people, we said, oh, you know, nobody's ever written a book on humming before. I wonder why. Well, gee, you know, most people probably who would pick up a book on humming would not take it very seriously because, I mean, everybody hums, you know, how, how could it be healing? So I said, okay, 
we've got to make our first chapter basically what is called peer review, which means scientific or medical uh, information uh, that really shows research that has been done to prove that the hum can have uh, benefits. And I just want to state a few of these. Among them, and this is once again peer-reviewed information, lowered bl- blood pressure and heart rate, increased levels of melatonin, which of course is useful for, the, uh, for sleep, among other things, reduced levels of stress-related uh, uh, hormones, induced uh, release of endorphins, which are those wonderful self-created uh, opiates, which are actually okay. natural pain relievers, Increased levels of nitric oxide, which is one of my favorite mm. molecules. It's a you know right. uh, vasodilator, which the causes ah, it's yeah. fabulous. So you know, and yeah. the release of oxytocin, which is the trust oh hormone. My. Those are just a few. That's my favorite of the hormone, Jonathan. Yeah, oxytocin. Yeah, and indeed, you know. So it, I mean, these are just a few things. To, so we have in our book. Uh, it builds on the idea of okay, these are things that occur when you hum. Everybody hums. Babies hum. The elderly hum. Mm-hmm. People hum mm-hmm. oftentimes as a self-soothing uh, mechanism. But what we try to yes. do is introduce the concept of conscious humming. Now, what is that? Well, basically, we just ask people to sit in a chair with the back straight if possible, their eyes closed, take a couple of nice deep breaths, slow. And then mm, begin to hum and do it for about five minutes. And uh, if you don't want to have a, a watch uh, with you to or a timer, about 25 slow, deep hums is equal to five minutes worth of time. And then just stop, you know, and observe yourself. And the the feedback that we've gotten has been phenomenal. And uh, it's quite extraordinary because, as you know, we're uh, – my wife Andy and I are going to a place called Yogaville uh, to uh, teach, and uh, that is one of the first well. things that we that we that we share. And then we we end up with something called the divine name, and I, which is uh, this extraordinary sound that is based upon vowel sounds, and it's a universal sound that goes from the crown center, the top of the head, down to the root, the base of the spine, and then back up again. And I say it's from the alpha to the omega of sound. But what's so interesting is that humming seems to be every bit as valid, powerful, and profound as anything else. And that's why we say the simplest sound may be the most profound. Mm, I love it. In fact, needless to say, you're speaking about OM. And before I read that in your book about the relationship of hum to om, I thought of it, you know, just myself, and I thought, isn't yeah. this interesting? Jonathan came up with, you could call it a Western primordial sound that is inside of everyone, and oh my God, it's so close to om. And I feel like you, you know, you kind of struck gold with this and uh, it's so interesting yeah i i see that the two are so fundamentally correlated well i mean mitchell it's so interesting because uh one of the times we were down at yogaville uh we picked up a copy of uh 
Swami Satchidananda, who's the founder of Yogaville's, uh, his uh, translation of Pantanjali's Yoga Sutra. And I just happened to pick mm-hmm. this up, and I opened to a page. It was Sutra 1.27. That's all. I don't know what it means. And it, it uh-uh. said, basically, that the first sound of creation was the humming of prana, pranava. And they had to oh. give it a name, so they called it Om. So ultimately, you know, the hum oh, turned yeah. into the ohm, and I loved it. I said, "Whoa, this is so yeah. cool!" That is and so a, cool. Yeah. And you know, there's something very special that you just came up with it through your own and Andy's sort of intuitive inspiration. It wasn't that something you studied it and then started to formulate but rather you found it inside yourself and this is a kind of exploration we love to promote here at a better world as we love promoting uh models of behavior of attitude of ways of being that can help to populate the world with healthy conscious loving kind and compassionate beings and your bringing humming into this environment, into this space, just fills it with more of that beautiful energy. So I And Mitchell does all that I, I want to share with you totally and I want to share with you one last thing and perhaps we'll move on to another subject, but I one last thing Please. that I think is so important because the data has not been done on this. Everything else has peer reviewed. The data has not been done. This is something that I Literally 30 years ago, I was in a Ph.D. program, and I really wanted to show that you could make new neural synaptic connections using self-created sound. And I dropped out of that and didn't do the research. And then Mm -hmm. the last chapter in the book is called The Humming Hypothesis. And it talks about the fact that, well, they're, what they're doing is they're working with ultrasound, these things called microtubule vibrations, yes. and it seems to be Tell working uh, for Alzheimer's. And I said, it would, you know, I think that it might be possible for us to actually do this with simply humming. And since then, I've gotten a phenomenal amount of people who've had certain neurological disorders who've been using humming really Amazingly, and I'm I'm just so you know grateful oh, for it. I know that sometime soon somebody's going to have the time, the energy, and uh, you know the collective consciousness to prove that humming can do this neurogenesis. And I, th- you know, so you you heard it Absolutely. first here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know I, I love where you're coming from with all of this, Jonathan, and I remind uh, this audience so often that. Whenever we engage in something novel, whether that's an activity, uh, a a talk, a word, a poem, an action, or now you've brought humming to the foreground here, whenever we engage in novel activity of any level, we are forcing new neural connections. And what that really means in plain English is we're building our intelligence. We're building our brain matter, which gives our mind more places to alight upon, if you will, or a sound upon, and we are literally expanding <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> and Mitchell, what if this, 
Yeah, and what? what You're if a soundsmith. I'm a wordsmith. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, what if it was something as simple as the vibrations literally going in, and you can feel when you hum these vibrations literally yes. going through our, uh, you know, the roof of our mouth, uh, through, in, yep. through our cranium, into our brain, literally. and literally vibrating the brain, and through the vibrations, mm. uh, you know, clearing the cobwebs, so to speak. Absolutely, absolutely. Such a good way of putting it. And so what you're reminding me of, Jonathan, is that the bone conducts sound, and we know that. So in this case, it's the skull that is conducting sound. And something that most people don't know is that the largest organ of the body is the skin, and that the skin listens. The skin hears. So we are absorbing vibration not just through the ear. The ear is actually the smallest place that we listen. It's our entire physical being through our skin that's conducting the vibration we call sound. Indeed. Who is and that the, the, wonderful French physician? I'm so sorry. Tomatis. Tomatis, thank you. Merci. That's right. Tomatis. And the tomatis ear, right? He, right. he was really found, into humming too. Tell us a little bit about his research with the monks in the south of France. Oh, Lord. Uh, Mitchell, really quickly. Um, oh, okay. Such a story. So uh, do, do, I, do I get an extra five minutes if I tell you the story? You do. Oh, you do. Okay. Absolutely. No worries. We still have another okay. 10, 12 minutes. No worry. Okay, great. Uh, so there were these monks uh, who would chant probably 16 hours a day. Uh, in a Benedictine monastery. And then uh, I'm not sure which particular edict it was, but uh, there was a, uh, one of the uh, edicts. A papal, from the a papal that, edict. <laughs> yes, a papal edict indeed. Which, uh, uh, and anyway, um, and they said, okay, you don't have to chant anymore. Okay, so that's sort of like, if you like, the punchline, because what happened was these monks began to get very fatigued and lethargic, and they would basically sit around in their, uh, you know, uh, the actual Robes. term is cell, uh, is uh, you know, yeah. their little rooms where they were, and they'd be uh, hunched over, they have no energy or anything like that. And Doctor A, A went over there and said, "Well, you know, it's obvious you're not eating enough meat." So uh, these monks who had been for about twelve centuries vegetarians uh, became meat eaters, <laughs> and it didn't that didn't oh I didn't, didn't work, know this part okay? of it. Interesting. Okay, and then the, the next uh, doctor came in and said, well, you're not sleeping enough. Well, you know, uh, so these monks began to, um, who were fatigued, slept more, but they just became more and more fatigued. Tomatis came in and said, you need to begin to chant. And the monks basically uh, started chanting again, and within another monk, they were back to their rigorous Benedictine uh, lifestyle. And then, of course, Tomatis uh, developed his uh, electronic ear, which uses a uses either a Gregorian chant or Mozart with a noise mm-hmm. gate filter, and that's a whole another. Uh, uh, hours worth of time that we could talk about, but that's a that's a pretty cool story. Thank you for I haven't told that for a long time. Thank you for uh, oh, reminding yeah. me of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a it's a critical um, story to let people know of the power of sound and not just hearing sound but actually producing it, which is what the humming effect is really about. It's that's guiding right. people and and. The, 
this is an interesting, important, I think, distinction, Jonathan, that people, when they are doing the humming, when they themselves, we ourselves, are engaged in the practice, it's going to be all the more beneficial than simply receiving the vibration, even though that has its merit by all means. When we generate it, we are creating another level of cellular activity that is, that's why we are the healer, ultimately, you know. We ourselves are creating the healing environment. I think that's so important. We want to let everyone know that you are listening to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every Wednesday at 6 p.m., and sometimes we're scattered throughout the week, depending on the timing of our guests and me. And you can also learn about our weekly radio and community television show here in New York City by uh, subscribing to our free newsletter, A Better World newsletter, at our website, abetterworld.tv. We're on television here in the Big Apple every Monday at 7 p.m. and, as I said, on radio every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can always go to our radio archive on that website, abetterworld.tv, and listen at your leisure, which I know most of you do anyway. So that's wonderful. Our guest for today's show is Jonathan Goldman, who's literally a world-renowned healer and sound healer and author and teacher giving workshops around the world. And it's really worth uh, learning more about him and picking up his book, The Humming Effect, which we have on our website as well as on his. And by the way, I see that uh, my old friend, John Beaulieu, was the, uh, wrote the foreword to your book, Jonathan. Yes, you know, did. John and I know each other from the mid-70s when I was about 12. We studied Tai Chi together down in really? Chinatown in New York City. Yes. Wow, Even great. longer than I know you. <laughs> And he was just a, a dear, dear, small world, dear, dear friend. And uh, it was, uh, you know, he's just, so uh, uh, you know, he, he is. There's not, and John, I, I, I want to credit him as uh, we, have, we have a fabulous website. Um, and uh, I, I want to tell, uh, suggest to people that it's healingsounds.com. That sounds with an S at the and HealingSounds.com, and we have all sorts of various uh, information, recording, sonic tools, etc., uh, including tuning forks and whatnot. And uh, John is uh, the man, from my perspective, who is the person who actually first brought down the concept of using tuning forks as healing the instruments. Forks, yes. And yeah, and He's so, known so for very, it. very yep. cool. Yeah. He's so known for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love for you to share with us, Jonathan, because uh, we still have a little bit of time, and I really want to all expand it um, in order to hear you out. Um, what you feel, first of all, I'd actually like to ask you, in your workshops over the course of years, tell us about, if you would, some of the stories that are sort of most outstanding to you or that really hit your own heart in a way where you saw people kind of come in in one state, um, whether it was a physical issue or an emotional issue, and feel that they leaved, they left, I'm sorry, uh, with some level of really significant change as a result of their exposure to the sound. Well, Mitchell, in reality, I'm first going to give you a quote, 
and it did not come from UFO Daily. It came from the New York Times science section. <laughs> and its sound, shaped into dazzling tool, can make, break, or rearrange molecular structure. And so, you know, if you can rearrange a molecular structure, can you oh give me a condition that cannot potentially be healed? So over the years, I cannot, uh, you know, to, to begin, uh, I wouldn't know where to begin because so many various yeah. conditions seem to have been healed through this stuff. And I don't, once again, I don't mm-hmm. want to take uh, responsibility for either nothing happening or everything happening. It was the sound. I always say trust yeah. the sound. Uh, oh, beautiful. I will say, and this, this, this is a crazy one, that perhaps one of the most powerful stories that uh, – I have, and this happened, Lord, a long time ago. Don Campbell, who you may uh, have known. Oh, about, I know Don. I love Don. Sure. Yeah. He was on and, the show uh, back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, back in the 90s, I had a, uh office in his uh, next to him. Uh, we were both working the sound, and I remember in Boulder? someone. Uh, in Boulder, yeah. And someone called me. It was a woman. And she said, I have not slept uh, through the night for over 20 years. And my doctor uh, basically told me about a recording that you had made called Dolphin Dreams. I went out and I got it, and this was still during the time of uh, cassettes, and I listened to this cassette, and um, I had it on automatic uh, replay, and she said, I slept for the first time in 20 years. And then she burst out in tears going, thank you, thank you. And for some reason, Mitchell, that went straight into my heart. And I went, oh, I am so grateful. Because, you know, it's like whenever you do this stuff, it's, it's you know, it's just such a blessing when people receive it. I yes. don't take responsibility, but it worked for her. And that was such a profound thing. It was such a profound thing. But, of course, I you know, I can say, oh, yeah, people have uh, cured themselves of asthma or cured themselves of X, Y, or Z. And, uh, you know, it's a real, real blessing. But, once again, if you can mm. rearrange molecular structure, what can't you do? Exactly. Exactly. You really put it well. That's so succinct. You know, one of the things I do uh, in my healing work, Jonathan, is biofeedback. And it's right. not the biofeedback, right, uh, the old style, which is wonderful, by the way, but rather working honestly with energy fields and energy medicine. It's really vibrational sure. medicine, yeah. but I'm using it's kind of computerized kinesiology. And so I can read, if you will, through the software where we call them stress potentials where items come up on the screen through the testing that says this is a little bit of a red flag there's a little bit of a red flag this needs to be balanced that needs to be balanced and then i hit another button and the balancing of energy starts to take place essentially through the um the transmission the broadcasting of a frequency so it's not sound as in hearing, but it's sound as in vibration. And that's a lot of the work I do. And so I know what you're talking about regarding the, or I should say the New York Times is talking about the molecular reorganization and restructuring, because that is in fact what is happening. And it's on an extremely subtle level, which you may or may not pick up on, but yet it's happening. Because Because of the unconscious, because we have so little 
knowledge of what's going on inside of us all the time. We don't, we're not the orchestrators of how cells respire and eliminate and get nourished and all that. That's happening in trillions of items are occurring, transactions are occurring, enzymatic reactions every second. And all of that's unconscious. But when you make a tiny little change to one of them, as Bruce Lipton taught me way back, it's a fractal relationship. When one is changed because of the nature of systems and the quantum field, all are changed. Might be just a little bit, but that little that, bit so adds up to a big change. That's so true. And this, of course, leads into a huge other conversation, which is that there's a feedback loop that occurs. Exactly. And you can walk into places. I mean, I just recently got a, uh, uh, an email that was a, a paper that uh, basically said that, okay, the Earth's, you know, um, the ionosphere of the planet, uh, and, you know, which is affected by everything uh, from uh, sunspots, to all sorts of other types of uh, electromagnetic conditions, the ionosphere literally affects our nervous system. So therefore, it's going to affect our emotional body, our mental body, and our physical body. So that, you know, in other words, and at the same time, it's my belief that, and we we do this one day a year called World Sound Healing Day. We do a day when there are literally tens of thousands of people throughout the planet who sound with intentionalized sound to shift and change the ionosphere. And it's been shown that there is some sort of effect that's occurring. And I think this is so very, very important because I like to say we heal ourselves, we heal the planet. We heal the planet, Mm -hmm. we heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's... No, it's it, it's awesome. It's resounding, no pun intended, very much ah. intended, I should say. Resounding. <laughs> You're reminding mm-hmm. me of uh, a great show I did many years ago with Dr. Larry Dossey, who did oh, a sure. profound study, of course you know, on, on the healing power of prayer. And mm-hmm. he didn't really conduct the experiments. He aggregated literally thousands of experiments that were done across the world. And he came to the uh, resolute, resounding conclusion that prayer is real. They did double-blind studies, and they saw that when people used intention, as you keep reminding us, and they used the power of language, which is prayer, another form of it, uh, and it's directed and focused on an image, it can be a photograph, it can be an image of the mind, it could be the sound of the name of the person. Healing takes place, and healing, by the way, with people who have been diagnosed with the big C and any number of different degenerative diseases that doctors have had trouble treating and healing, but with prayer, Jonathan, as you well know, the changes have taken place. Mitchell, real, real quickly, yeah, totally, yeah, real please. quickly, I like to say please. that there's a reason why the prayers in all the different traditions on our planet are sounded, whether they're whispered, chanted, vocalized, or, or sung, mm-hmm. uh, and that is because sound amplifies the power of prayer. Ah, oh, 
And it goes back to what you quoted at the very beginning, which was our Bible. In the beginning yeah. was the word. NRK Logos is the ancient mm. Greek. NRK Logos, mm. of course, mm-hmm. where we get the word word. Yeah. So, yeah, you are so onto this. You've been on this and articulating the story of sound, Jonathan Goldman, for so long. We are grateful to you and your wife, Andy, for the pioneering work that you've been doing for so long. And and I really do want to acknowledge you because, you know, you were doing this at a time when people were not taking this domain seriously. (laughs) There was no science to speak of. There was only ancient science. And the Western scientists don't think much about ancient science, but I do. And you did. Um, And we knew in our heart and soul that there was something very real behind this. But you've been a trooper throughout these decades. And, um, you know, my hat off to you for sticking it through and not taking no for an answer and helping so many people. And now you are doing something with Hay House. Why don't you tell us about that in our closing minutes? And I just want to commend you because you've won all these awards. You have been recognized as truly one of the leaders in the field. And it's completely earned what you've done. And I want you to know here at A Better World, we're really, uh, really behind you. And thank you for your stick-to-itiveness and uh, oh, well, diligence about this. Thank you so much, Mitchell. That uh, really means a lot Truly. coming from you because I really admire your work too. All right, really quickly, um, for about uh, the last two years, I've been working with a company, uh, a lot of people know about it, uh, founded by Louise Hay called Hay House, to create, uh, we call it the Power of Sound Healing, which is a online course. And I have to say that uh, I have a degree in, in filmmaking, among other things. So I, I have for many, many, many years really visualized, oh, boy, wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of online course that I really, really liked that was really well photographed and well uh, you know, recorded and had all these various components in it that where people, so that I also I wouldn't have to basically be traveling from city to city to city to city, that I could literally do a workshop on air. And that's what this is, and the response has been phenomenal. So if you go to our website, which is healingsounds.com, uh, and uh, you know it's it's definitely on the home page there, the power of sound healing. And if you're interested in this work with sound, I really highly recommend it. I really like to say that it set the bar for any sort of at home study program, particularly using sound to a, a new level. And I'm so very very proud of it. And I come from Fantastic. a plan. I, I come from a planet yeah. where you where you can't lie, so that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that planet. I'd like to come visit sometime. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like there are a whole lot of people who are living on that planet here today, but that's another it, conversation it, too. <laughs> is it not needed now? Yes, indeed, indeed. You know? Well, you know. But you know, you're saving uh, you're saving the world a huge carbon footprint thing by not having to travel. That's one of the beauties of the Internet, that not only can we listen to radio on the Internet these days, but you can provide a whole course. And while I adore traveling, also by not traveling, uh, the carbon footprint does get reduced, and our you know contribution to it 
So I want to thank you for that too. <laughs> How much I was come so pleased New York with sometime. this. Yeah, yeah, but I was so pleased with this. I have to tell you, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I might have mentioned that I, for for probably about twenty years, tried to do this, and for some reason, something wouldn't work. It, you know, the oh, uh, film, the film wouldn't develop, or the the sound would, because when you're dealing with powerful sacred things, sometimes it gets hard to capture because you know the spirits yeah. uh, can be very very interesting. Anyway, we it's did it. A, it's a rarefied vibration. Feeling. Yeah. Okay. Give, give the give the website if you would, as well as your own website, so if people okay. want to get in touch. Well, that's uh, they can find uh, that on the uh, our healingsounds dot com. We have fr- okay. lots lots of free giveaways. We've got lots of information, lots of material. It's an award winning website, and I'm also proud of that one too. And uh, you know, yes. blessed be to all who are listening and to all who get turned on to the idea that, hey, I can use sound, which is one of our five senses. One of our five senses is our sense of either hearing and making sound, and we can really learn to shift and change our vibrational rate using some, you know, uh, all sorts of different sounds. And we're all unique vibratory beings. Find out what works for you. God, yes. Absolutely, Jonathan. Uh, primordial sound is the very basis of the cosmos itself. That's what many cosmologies, Chinese, Tibetan, Indian, and others have been telling us all along. Learn to hear, learn to vibrate the sound in the pith of your bones, your marrow, and you will get healed. So. Thank you again for being a guest today after let's not wait so many years before we do this again. In fact, give a plug. You also have a radio show, which you know, oh, I'd yes, love I to be on I sometime. Do. Tell us about well, it you know, so people right, can tune real, in. Real quick, it, uh, I've been doing it for 11 years, and I uh, do it once a month. And, Mitchell, I would love to have you. And uh, it, it, for some I'd reason, it's it. in, in great demand, I guess, because I only do it once a month. You know, people go, oh, you know, they're lined up. But it, 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 it's, it's a really good show, and, uh, you know, I like that sure. too. And, uh, you know, blessed be. So my music, my books, your work is wonderful. And, you know, so Thank I, you, I think that, you know, all, all we can do is just say we are here for a purpose, and our purpose is to help shift and change the evolutionary consciousness and vibrations Absolutely. of all beings on this planet. What more can you want? Amen, brother. You hit it. (laughs) You really hit it. That really does sum it up. We're here in service to that higher idea and ideal. So with that, I just thank you again, Jonathan Goldman, for being on with me today again. And uh, I'd love to be on your show as well at the right moment. I know it's booked, but (laughs) we'll be in touch. You know, we communicate telepathically through the airwaves. So We'll do it at again. least, Mitchell, at least. And uh, what a blessing. And thank you, everyone who is listening, will listen, and may sacred sound <laughs> permeate your life. Blessed be. Beautiful. Thanks again, Jonathan. Okay. Jonathan Goldman, the author of many books, but today we were speaking primarily of The Humming Effect, his last book. And, uh, He has just been up to so much good and so much healing and teaching and promoting and educating people around the planet through his workshops, through his books, through his music. 
um, and sound healing. What matters most, as he so eloquently put it just now, of improving, elevating, and creating an evolutionary uh, movement for we humans to get to our highest level of beingness. That's where we're going right now, folks. And we need this level of energy and intention and heartfulness more and more as you see when you look around at the world and you see the suffering, you see the sadness, you see what people do with each other. And yes, sound can help to shift the molecular structure of anger, of hatred, of anxiety, of depression. That's what Jonathan was saying and implying. And that's what we all want to take to heart because that's the power that we have. So I want to thank you all for listening today and please pass this on to your friends and God knows your adversaries. Everyone should be able to hear what Jonathan has to share with us all as well, the dialogue we had. Remember that we are a nonprofit of 501c3. We so appreciate your donations, your contributions, which helps us stay on the air. We're always looking, by the way, for interns, for doing some video editing and some administrative work here at A Better World. A lot of it can be done in non-local reality. Don't worry about living in the Big Apple, although if you are nearby, that's always it the best, but uh, truly feel free to be in touch with me at mjr at abetterworld.net. I also love to receive your feedback. It keeps us going. It's wonderful to hear, as well as your suggestions and what kinds of shows you so like to hear. That's always so much fun. We've got people listening from all over the world, from Australia and South Africa to New Zealand and UK and Canada and beyond, Europe, South America, etc. So we love hearing from you all. You can write in a few different languages, and I'll do the best I can. Uh, so mjr at abetterworld.net, and if you want any of my healing services, life coaching, biofeedback, as I was speaking about before, feel free to contact me also at that same email address and at... MJ uh, at 212-420-0800, 212-420-0800. And I want to just give a quick plug to an event that we are having here in the Big Apple next Saturday, April 21st. It's a celebration of the 11th annual, this time, World Peace Earth Day, and it's celebrating our planet, healing our heart, it's at the New Church on uh, East 35th Street, 114 East 35th Street, that Andy Kane is the producer of, and I will be the MC of and host. And it's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of beautiful music, and a lot of sound healing, and uh, some talks, lectures on understanding what we're doing to our planet, what we can do to our planet, as well as the evolution of our planet into what is commonly referred to as the New Earth, the movement of Gaia into her next transformational level of being, because she too is a being from which we all come. We don't usually think about it that way, but that is in fact the case. 
So if you want more information, just contact us here at abetterworld.net. We've got a limited amount of seating, so if you want to come in person, do get in touch at mjr at abetterworld.net or call 212-420-0800. And if you want to tune in live online, you can do that too. And that's free, actually. In person, there's a, a ticket to be purchased, but online from anywhere on the planet, you can tune into our live stream. So I invite you all to do that too. Thanks again for joining me. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Music.